Welcome to the Gentleman's Talk, people. The tunes are blaring in the background. We are pumped. We're psyched. We're ready. Let's lift it. I'll be your rubber band. Yes. <laughs> the devil are you. I've got some tunes blasting out in the background today. Just keep me mellow. Keep me chilled out. Let's get it to an acceptable level and then I can start talking to you. So, how the devil are you? How have you been? What have you been up to? Have you had a positive week? Have you had a positive weekend? Have you built something this weekend to make your next week better? That's the things we are trying to aim to do. We don't want... Baby steps, isn't it? It's baby steps. But that's sort of kind of taking our time but at the end of the day it's trying to remain as positive as you can and and i think that's a very delicate little feature at the moment to try and be positive in what i can only describe as a very negative world we live on live in live on live around we live around a lot of negativity at the moment i mean i haven't watched the news for a good seven eight months now and i can hand on heart say um, I've not missed it at all. I've not missed that negativity. Now, by saying I haven't watched the news, that's, that's probably an element of a lie in the sense I haven't physically sat down and watched the endless troll of negative shit on one, you know, one platform or a multitude of platforms over a prolonged period. I haven't watched the news at six, any shit like that. I mean, I've caught up on some of the headlines on the social media side of things, but that's just whatever crops across my fucking brow as I'm siding, I'm swiping up and down. So I haven't actively watched. I've kept, you know, the reason I haven't done that is because I find it very negative. I find it very difficult. And it just really exacerbates my mental health when I start seeing the negativity around me. And then when I start dealing with negativity in work or negativity in personal, friendly life, whatever, it just, it just a constant flow of negativity. So I knew that one of those days I was like, I need to cut some negativity out of my life. Well, let's stop watching the fucking news. It is what it is. It will be what it will be. If we get fuck, if World War Three starts, I'm not going to fucking stop it. I'm just a guy in fucking Salisbury, Wiltshire. I'm not going to be able to stop a World War Three. So it's just one of those wins where I think, well, I'd rather not worry about it. But that's a personal preference. But I'd rather not worry about it. Plus, as well, I don't generally believe most of the stuff that goes on in the news. It's all directed to try and manipulate our minds a little bit and i'm not sounding like one of those crazy fucking conspiracy theorists or one of these guys that walks around with fucking tin foil on my head i just genuinely think it's a, a negative place and i don't believe that it's the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth my lud um so for me it's just something i've cut out anyway as I break into, and it sort of leads me into negativity, I think leads me into a nice little segment where I want to start my dulcet tones, uh, talking to you about time to reset. What does he mean by time to reset? I, reset what? What are we resetting? Are we pressing a reset on the back of our fucking heads? No. Are we resetting the computer? Are we resetting the TV? No. I'm talking about reset in general, taking some time out, stepping back. For me, that has become apparent in abundance in the last six days and i mean abundance um quite a negative week the probably the, the the way i could describe my week as i would start it off with fuck and then i would get to the middle of the week and go fuck this and then i'd get to the end of the week and go fuck off that's probably how i describe my week um, with an element of, uh, it's really weird, but there's going to be an element in this structure of, um, of of some goodness, but just showing you that we put on fake smiles. 
um, in a sense, in a sense. So, yeah, I've had a bit of a shit week. And I don't mean like, oh, God, fucking hell, let's listen to James again. This is, I think this has been coming. I think it really has. Um, I've been on a downward spiral for a couple of three weeks. And I don't, I haven't really been able to pinpoint what it is. Um, I'm always in a little state of discomfort with my mental health anyway, as we know. And I think that, you know, it's kind of like I need to look out for the signs. And I was on a reflection walk about half an hour ago and I actually said to myself, you know, fucking I was, I was reflecting, I was talking to myself internally so I don't look like batshit crazy to everyone that walked by me. And I sat there and I was like, James, what have you done wrong? And instantly I said, it's more like, what have you done fucking right, mate? Because you're a fucking, you're a piece of shit. That's basically what I said to myself. I had the devil and the fucking angel on each shoulder arguing with each other. And I was like, these guys are going toe to fucking toe. I don't know who's going to win. But the devil certainly does have a little bit on his fucking side in the sense of he had a good argument. And I'm talking as a third person here. So you can understand I've been batshit crazy. So, yeah, so it came to fruition. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, I was at work, um, it started off the week, it was a bit difficult week I I still hadn't fully recovered and that was reflected in last week's podcast and I was like fuck I've got to really just get myself together really got to find out what's going on just try and keep nurturing the good stuff doing the good things understanding I'm not the only person that's going through this there's fucking loads and hundreds millions of people going through this I spoke to you last week about statistics flying through the fucking roof for fucking suicides because of the amount of pressure that we're on to deliver to live in a in 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 britain especially and and i know the united states and i know other countries are struggling massively in financial implications people losing their houses it's just it's just an absolute fucking epidemic out there and we talk about the pandemic that happened from covid i mean this is a fucking pandemic this is like people losing their livelihoods people losing their fucking families houses living on the streets you know it's just absolute turmoil out there people can't afford i mean i'm not kidding i went the other day and literally, there was a bag of crisps, a big bag of crisps, and it was £1.75. And I was like, fucking hell. And my mate went, that's just the cost nowadays, mate. I was like, no, it's not the cost nowadays. Nothing's fucking changed in the process, mate. And it's almost like you're getting scammed all the fucking time. And that's why I alluded to earlier about news. What's, tr- what's real? What isn't real? It almost feels like that. And it's a very, very difficult place to be. I actually t- touched base with a, a good friend of mine, um, mark and we haven't spoke for a while and then all of a sudden he said how are you and i was like yeah not bad mate you know fucking life's a bit shit at the moment and he was like fucking he's you know i said oh, i saw right mate just getting through he said life's just a bit shit at the moment and i said fucking shit is a polite word for it mate and but that's the conversations it's no there's not a lot of positivity out there we're still grinding through these fucking endless bills these tax hikes um you know mortgage fucking increases we're all just battling this shit trying to make our fucking way through life um as well as do the other things that we should should be doing like the due diligence of being a good fucking dad or husband partner whatever you need to be it's a difficult fucking place it really is And it sort of came to fruition a little bit for me because I was sort of sat there going like something is not right. And then it all came to a bit of a head. um, And I I mean, I've had like a work. It it works the kind of I think the the um, the instigator for my for my stress, because what I do when I fucking battle in mental health, I, I plow into work. Why do I plow into work? Because work for me is an easy process. I learn it so well, it becomes second nature. So it consumes my thought processes and stops me overthinking. Um, but at the same time, it gives me enough of a challenge because I have to keep 
performing if you like you know you have to keep going you have to keep trying to understand my discipline and everything else so for me it's kind of like I don't know it's an easy win for me to be able to manage my mental health when I know I'm in a dark place but it, like I said, it came up to a little bit of a fucking head on Tuesday. Had a little bit of an email from my boss and I just, my reaction was fucking horrendous. I literally went, what the fuck do you want from me? And I fucking spat my dummy out. I listed a fucking list of incompetencies and stuff that he hasn't been fucking doing. And I was like, you know, when you just, I, I wrote, wrote the email and, you know, I felt better because I'd written it and I'd got the problem off of my head. So it wasn't consuming me and I got it on paper. The problem is I didn't put it on paper. I put it in an electronic email that I fucking pressed, I pressed send. And I was like, and then I switched my laptop off because I felt content. And it was about half an hour later and I went, bearing in mind I will caveat that most of this is I was it was quite late at night for me um, and I, I do deal with things emotionally there was a catalyst of events I was away from home uh, I didn't have I wasn't in my safe space I was in a hotel that I wasn't comfortable in I hadn't had good fucking food I'd been a long fucking day and a long drive um, there was just a, an absolute catalyst of fucking problems um, and you know when you go back to your hotel room you you don't realize when you're in a fucking horrible place you may realize because maybe you felt this but when you're in a horrible place and you're on your own it's the fucking loneliest thing ever like for me to be led in a hotel room staring at a fucking ceiling listening to the fucking whirring fan of an overused fucking air conditioning unit just it, it, it's not nice now like at the start of my job 18 months ago i found it quite interesting i was staying in different places and i was going out for dinner with uh into different restaurants with my friends colleagues and well, colleagues i call them colleagues colleagues friends and it was just a nice occasion because i got to experience food it's part of the job so you get it covered cost wise Eight, 19 months in though of doing that and and about 25 different visits 25 different hotels which doesn't sound like a lot but it is um you know well that's this year alone by the way that's not last year uh, and the year before that's just literally the seven months of this year so you know you kind of get to a point where that becomes very very repetitive but you need to do it for your job and i think that that tuesday night i was horrendously lonely i was like i'm i don't want to do this anymore this is not fucking fun for me and then I, I, when i opened up the the laptop and i got the email basically saying you know that i should be on my job this should have been our problem sort of thing after i'd already said three months ago and this is where the, the build-up is three months ago that i this needed escalating this problem and now all of a sudden it's on my my desk with fucking 48 hours and can you do something about it that to me is fucking appalling and i just went i went stratospheric my response was fucking diabolical i mean if you'd have read my response you'd have fucking thrown up you'd have what a fucking hell that's a rough one mate i mean i am great with words but i was like basically you're an incompetent fuck uh, and this is why um happy to discuss <laughs> i was like shit and then anyway i locked my laptop down and i was like fuck i felt content because I'd, I'd 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 let out the anger so to speak i had and that's what i do i use words and i'm like fucking rah but i was like you're this is an absolute fucking incompetent from the senior management level the lack of protection and understanding is unbelievable this unprecedented negativity oh that's basically what i'm saying i was like you fucking and then it, it came to a point where I was reflecting on that incident and I went, fucking hell, 
James, you need to log in, big boy. <laughs> you need to recall that and hope that fucking Microsoft has your back. <laughs> I logged in, Microsoft had my back. Microsoft, you have earned your extra fucking bit of stock or and you've earned that little bit of money. You're a corrupt bastard sometimes, I think. But, you know, you've earned your fucking pennies on saving my life there. So I pulled that fucking back, mate. Fucking got it back. Recalled it. And then dealt with the fucking... Re well, didn't deal with the repercussions. But I felt a bit better because I'd expl explained it. But they saw, that was the start of the culmination that there's something not right. The week before, I'd been ill. And I didn't eat for four days. Fuck, if you, I've never not eaten for four days. Even the time when I got food poisoning from an uncooked pizza with meat on it, we I'd cooked at home, and I'd undercooked fucking I don't even know how I did it. Like really, I really fucking don't. Um, either that or the pizza that I bought originally was out of date. But I got these two fucking wood-fired fucking you know fresh pizzas. But I don't I didn't check the date to put them in. Cooked them. Woke up at four o'clock in the morning with a horrendous stomach. Went into the fucking toilet. Big white telephone. Huey's coming in. Fucking lifted up the fucking toilet seat. A bosh. A fucking absolute projectile fucking missile of 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 mushed up fucking dough with cheese and, and it was awful. Hey, I fucking felt it. Then I realised that, you know, I that had happened a couple of times till about eight o'clock in the morning. I kept projectile vomiting and just kept fucking, you know, being sick. But in that period of time, um, two other family members in the house had, had got ill from the same style of pizzas that we put in together. And, um, and they didn't manage on. But anyway, by, by 11 o'clock, I was eating again. And I remember at the time, my missus saying to me, James, fucking hell, you, you literally, you're throwing up a couple of hours ago. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good now. It's done. Fucking out the system. So anyway, that puts a little bit of context that I don't, I, when I eat food, I like my fucking food. To the point where, when I was ill last week, the only thing I could think about, as you know, is... What have I missed? I've missed out on good food here. I've missed. I want to go back to to have the good food, the restaurant food, the stuff that I would normally have to pay for, but I I don't because it comes to part of my trip. I was like, fuck, missed out on that really full English breakfast. Hence the reason why I'm banging on the podge. Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of like that came to a, a bit of a, a bit of a head, and then. I just spoke to my colleague, and my colleague was like, "There's something fucking wrong, James. You know, you're not 100% right," and. My colleague is absolutely, she is absolutely fucking fantastic. And her husband has PTSD. He's a, an ex-serving soldier and he has PTSD. Um, so she knows the signs. She recognises the signs. She works with me close enough we're in the whole of our group to know when I'm not myself, when I'm not fucking jovial and not my normal self. And she said that the ice on the cake for her was Wednesday night. So Wednesday night I normally have a like a snooker evening so every wednesday i meet up with my mate kieran and we have a game of snooker and it's nice it gets us out of the house it, it breaks up the fucking week nicely this week because um and this is the positive spin i'm saying there's a lot of negativity but there's a little positive spin in the middle but again that will feed into a bit more later on and normally we, we turn up on a wednesday but we forgot to cancel but because we had this event planned for the friday instead he was like oh i thought because i was coming around friday we were sacking wednesday off i was like oh maybe mate because we didn't discuss it i i you know oversight from me i should have asked earlier uh it's one of those things don't worry i'm gonna go there anyway um and you know have a good time and i'll have a practice and a pint just to get me out the fucking flow and i needed to do that anyway to get me out the flow the negativity of um of, of what was going on around me anyway I, I i pitched up and um it it was so it was so different in such a bad way because 
I mean, I put on a brave face and you'll see that since I've been ill and, and, and I've, I've had people around from the outside looking in, um, you would think that there was nothing, nothing going on. You're like, cause I'm still putting photos on Facebook. Yes, I'm an old timer. Um, and I'm, and I do that to capture my memories, but, and I've done that for the last three or four weeks, but that's been a, a facade. It's me going, I, okay, leave me alone sort of thing. Everybody sees this. And, and that's what anybody that anybody that knows somebody with mental health, that has had it for a long time will know that they have adapted and overcome with coping mechanisms to make it look like they're okay and that's the and that is the god's honest truth that is why mental health in men is probably so hard to to really fucking understand and i'm not saying that from a biased perspective i'm saying it from the fact that we hide it so fucking well because we don't want anybody to see us that we will put photos on facebook of us you know and when you look up or whatever social media platform it is i'm just using that as an example but for me that that's the details that someone will go to it is like an addiction it's like a heroin addict you would you, there's people that go around with heroin or drugs or alcohol whatever and they can go through you get people that are functioning alcoholics they go to work and you go oh fucking dave's fucking dead he's you know his liver fucking packed up and you found oh yeah do you not don't like dave's been fucking alcoholic for like fucking last Last 50 years, mate, you know, and you're like, well, I didn't fucking know. He hid it so well. And an example from that, we had a gentleman um, that used to work with us for a, a very prestigious company. And he used to come in and he used to work in the workshop environment. And he used to come in in the morning. And this is a fucking true story. Um, he used to come in in the morning and he would stink of like, almost like white spirit, like acetone. And you'd be like, fucking hell, that boy's like, is he drinking the stuff? He's coming in at eight o'clock, that guy's, and it's almost, you put it down to maybe he spilt a bit on his fucking trousers because he was in a workshop, we were working with chemicals all the time, you know, you're working with white spirits, acetones, you know, all sorts of different fucking liquids and spirits and cleaners and all sorts. And you were like, oh, maybe he spilt a bit on his trousers, lazy fuck hasn't, you know, he hasn't done anything about it. And because that went on week in, week in, week in, well, week on, week in, week in, week out, that's the word, week on, week in, week out. Because um, it went on and on and on, but you knew the workshop he invited environment he was in you easily had an option for it but it was so fucking strong it was like it was like that pure vodka smell you know when you've been tanking down vodka and you come in the next day and, you, and, and your missus or your friend goes fucking hell mate you stink of booze you know and you know you it's coming out your pores it's fucking leaking out you know that proper and i've been there and i've gone like literally you're sweating and all you can taste is fucking vodka or whatever spirit you've been drinking you're like fucking hell that was a rough time last night no wonder but it was like that but you put it down to the work environment transpires transpires after he'd had a breathalyzer test because somebody did a an alcoholic uh, sorry they, uh, he had a breathalyzer test and a blood test um because somebody suspected it somebody just went in the management i just need to double check because you're the only person that smells like this no one else does and even people were saying and because it got it was so strong People were just like, fuck it, someone needs to keep him away. Or you, you, I think maybe someone complained about him going in an office, probably. That's the likely story. Um, pulled him in, transpires, he fully admitted he was a, a functioning alcoholic. But he was fucking like, he was literally, you know, he was working on fucking, you know, engine parts and all sorts of stuff. And you were like, fucking hell, this guy's like a functioning alcoholic, you know. And But obviously he lost his job. 
rightly so because he's not being compass mentors on the fucking job but it just goes to show how you can you can hide things so easily men have that ability to do that and even to the point where all of us as men didn't worry about his well-being didn't worry that he looked fucked didn't worry that we all thought fucking are you sure that's not alcohol because i remember having conversations going nah mate that's fucking booze you know and you just walk off you don't question him though you go well oh, maybe he's drinking that shit mate to be honest mate if i was in this job i'd drink that fucking shit too and you you have a bit of banter in actual fact the guy's a fucking full-blown alcoholic why found out that his missus fucking left him completely destroyed his fucking life so he just turned to booze but couldn't afford to live in his house so he had to go to work he was putting in extra hours but he was fucking literally you know drinking drinking on the job that's how strong it was it was like he got out the car in the morning tanked a shot of vodka and went for it went fucking i'm in balls deep mate here let's fucking go let's fucking go you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's it's easy. What I'm saying is that the, the gravitas, the, the whole opinion is the fact that we have the ability to hide things. I'm a fucking guru at hiding shit. A literal guru at hiding shit. And then all of a sudden, boom, it comes out. But it comes out with fucking, with passion, with emotion, with anger with resent it, it it's like a giant fucking bomb that just goes badoosh and you need to grip that beforehand and i've normally got coping mechanisms i've spouted off about coping mechanisms for the last fucking two years or, or 19 months so i know the coping mechanisms and like i said i was reflecting what have you done right james fucking what have you done fucking what have you done wrong james what have you done right not fucking what you've done wrong fucking hell mate you've missed everything you missed tricky not doing any of it and I've watched the demise of myself. I've watched myself put on a stone in weight. I've watched myself fucking drinking. I've watched myself sleeping later. I've watched myself actively, physically pushing people away. And that come to fruition today. Literally an hour ago, I have just had two arguments, full-blown fucking arguments with two people that I didn't need to have arguments with. To the point where I've actively gone like, I basically said, you're a fucking arsehole. You know, fucking leave me alone sort of thing. I'm, I'm not fucking dealing with it. And I went on a walk because I knew I'd done this with these two people via text message. Basically, it was just like, fuck off. You know, I can't be arsehole you. And that's me pushing another two people away. And I went, I need to go for a walk, mate. There's something not fucking right here. And I went on the walk and I wasn't going to do this podcast as I always do because I'm fucking battling the constant fucking emotion of mental health. And I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, fucking hell, this is tiring me out now. This is just fucking exhausting. Where's you? First off, you thought it was the sun that was knocking you back. Now you've got a bit of sun. You're still finding things. You're pushing people away, even though you know what to do with the coping mechanisms. What are you fucking playing at, mate? And it is like that. It becomes Groundhog Day. I battle shit. I was actually chatting to my mum on Friday because she rang me on a, a week ago on Sunday. She was like, yeah, how are you? I haven't, I haven't seen you for three weeks. She only lived eight, mate, eight miles down the fucking road. And I was like, yeah, sorry, mate, mum. You know, I am fucking bothered. Um, she tried to ring me. I was at work, so we didn't talk. And then all of a sudden, she, you know, she was like, she spoke to me on Thursday, um, texting me. And I was just like, yeah, fucking hell, I can't be asked this fucking shit. And it was almost like this, I just, I knew I was in a negative place. I was batting my fucking mum off. I was like, fucking leave me alone, batting friends off. And then even to the point where I'd organised, like I said, I've organised, I had a, a night in the clock and balls. And if anyone knows what the clock and balls is, if you don't by now, you will fucking know. Because do you know what? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm gonna put this on Facebook. So jump onto um, The Gentleman's Talk, um, the Facebook on Facebook, The Gentleman's Talk, and, um, and I'll put photos of the clock and balls it's a fucking it's a, a i'm i'm turn, trying to turn it into a famous bar 
amongst my amongst my friendship group amongst my my, my little my little bubble of uh, of good people so i've created a, a wall it all started in the pandemic time and it's just come along it's um you know and for me it's a very very positive place i'm trying to create some amazing memories in here so when i come in i genuinely feel comfortable in here because i know that when i shut the front door to this place and I look around, I know the amount of fun fucking times and, and good conversations. I've never once, and I tell you fucking now, never once had a negative time in the Clock and Balls bar. Not once. Never have I been too drunk. Never have I been an arsehole. Never has there been a fucking fight, anything like that. It is literally just a fun place. And that helped me this week. That helped me get through, through to Friday because I knew that Friday was coming along and I had a great positive night ahead. So Kieran came round and I had a fantastic, fantastic evening. And the next day, I put the photos on. And again, the facade continued. Because then today broke in, and I was like, fuck life again. I was like, fuck this. Can't be asked." And then, like I said, started arguing with these two people. One of them is a very good friend of mine. I haven't spoke to for absolutely fucking months. Um, completely gone, completely rogue. We've gone completely sideways. Um, you know, it is what it is. That happens in life. I get that and accept that. But, of course, I took offense to something that had happened and it, I think it was my mindset to a degree um, I think there's an element of something in it but to a degree my mindset has made me do that and I've watched myself systematically break myself down again and do you know what it was it's coupled in with Tuesday my argument work coupled in with Wednesday where I remember being sat there I was in the snooker hall and it felt the loneliest I'd felt in a long time to the point where it almost I remember being sat in the corner with a beer staring at the snooker table in complete and utter silence because it was a quiet little snooker place in the back of a, a recreation club and there was nothing going on i could i just sat there and i'd never felt that fucking lonely in a long time and i didn't need to feel lonely but that's the place i put myself mentally and that's the fucking as i've always said to you that's the beauty of mental health is you don't know when it's going to fucking smash you in the face you you try to manage and 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 counter negativity with your positivity as much as you can but sometimes it can just consume you and what i knew was a positive place for me to go on a wednesday with my mate and have a pint we we put the worlds to rights and we play a game of snooker and i fucking love playing snooker it's a really one of my favorite games and i turned it into or it turned into on that day a negative experience I sat there going, I am lonely. I almost got transported back to when I was sat in those fields, contemplating whether I wanted to be here or not. And I know that's a real fucking strong sentence there. It really is a strong sentence. But it's true of what I felt, my emotion then, the loneliness that I'd got myself through not doing the right things. Where that had taken me was fucking a very, very, very horrible place. Instantly that was in a place that has always been a positive place and it just goes to show that it's almost like when you when you're in I, i've described it like this before but when you have poor mental health it is almost like a fog and that's why i've got a lot of respect for people that have mental health problems um and for me that's kind of like i understand it now because i've been battling it for so long and i've actively been engaged in my own um, my own mental health actively to try and understand it to find out what annoys me who annoy me what annoys me how do things annoy me I'm constantly looking at that because I need to constantly navigate the minefield of mental health 
and sometimes I have to know when to step away. And rightly so. A, cl- a clear example of that was that the spark in the argument was something I'd seen on Facebook. And I instantly put down and I wrote a message to this person I know very well. And it was a negative fucking message. I deleted it four times until I got to what I thought was going to be an impactful statement, but enough to cause an argument. And it did. And that's my mind. That's the way my mind went. I was like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to ruin this friendship now. And then the other time when I'd fucking, and the other text message I had from a friend who brought up another friend who's, who's fucked me off in my life, like royally fucked me off, almost lost my career over this person. And they, they were still, they're still friends, which is fine. I don't have a problem. We, 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 you know, we're friends, but that person is still a friend of the group. I get that. That's fine. But it affected me when you mentioned it. And I turned around and said, look, why are you mentioning that person, knowing what they've done to me, how they've affected me? And it just turned into a fucking huge argument. I was like, look, if you're not going to fucking value my own mental health and I don't want to be taken back to those negative places, I was protecting my own mental health. And then that transpired into, right, fucking chill. Take a chill pill, mate. I'm like, what do you mean take a chill pill, buddy? I'm fucking 41, almost 42. What do you mean take a chill pill? We're not fucking 12 anymore, mate. You're, you're affecting my mental health by bringing that thing up and talking about that person. Do you see what I mean? And that's where... Yes, I reacted negatively. I, I ha- Hold my hand up. I was... Um, and by negatively, I mean I've gone, don't fucking talk to me ever again then, you prick. <laughs> because that's where, it, that's where it escalated to. I was like, look, mate, just fuck off. I don't want to ever talk to you again. You're another one in the pile of fucking fuck-offs. Do you know what I mean? If you're not going to respect my... And that's where it got to. Would I... Could I have diffused it? Absolutely. Absolutely could have diffused it and carried on with life. My mental health, and I'm not blaming my mental health fully because at the end of the day, it's my, I've got to take ownership and I take accountability and I do. The reason I'm talking about it is because I take accountability for it. It affected me, my mental health, bringing up that person. And I was like, yes, I've had a negative reaction, an emotional reaction, which is why I know I'm still in a fucking dark place. I still need that time away. Um, but ultimately what I did was, yes, I've overreacted to a situation that could have been mitigated. If my mental health would have been better, would I have mitigated that better? Absolutely. Because I would have just gone, yeah, nice, mate. Hope they're all right. Fucking move on. Doesn't affect me. Let's not talk about them again, though. Do you know what I mean? Would have put that in a fucking probably a polite way rather than going, you mentioned him. What do you want out of this conversation? Fuck off. Don't ever talk to me again. You prick. You brought up motions. Didn't you fucking, you know, and that's where I got to. And that's both those messages to those two people happened within the last two hours. And I was like, fucking hell, James, you're you're on the fucking road to destruction, big boy. You need to fucking take your foot off the gas. You've got the fucking nitrous going, buddy. <laughs> you're fucking plowing them down. <laughs> That's literally what was going on. I was like, you can fuck off. I'm disengaging from you. I'm disengaging from you. You can fucking suck my dick. You can fuck off. What are you talking about, you knobhead? <laughs> That's literally where I've got to. I was like, right, mate. Let's fucking slow your roll, big boy. Let's fucking take your foot off the gas like your body's fucking told you. Let's start resetting a little bit. And that breaks me into what I was talking about. Time to reset. So what I've done is I've actively... And I've taken full control of this because I could see... Well, it's not hard to not fucking see. I've, I, you know, it's pretty much fucking there. It's, it's clearly apparent. But at the same time, I could see this is going into a full-blown meltdown. I could see this was going to be an anger bomb waiting to happen. I could see I was going to get to the point where I was like... 
like fuck you fuck life i cannot be fucking asked with all of this bullshit and i know that when i get that that fucking when i get that little fire lit under me and it starts getting a little bit of fucking steam up you know what i mean the flames start kicking in and we start fucking the, do you know what happens to me have you ever seen that fucking clip on fucking facebook reels or whatever or instagram whatever maybe what tiktok maybe the one where he puts a the turbo fan onto the fucking fire and then just fucking accelerates air and just completely and utterly overwhelms. So it turns into a fucking flaming, aggressive nightmare bin. You know the bin where they put the fucking thing in it? It's, that's like me. It's, and then what I do is I stick the turbo on the side of me and I go, let's fucking go full turbo, mate. I'm fucking not stopping either, buddy. Fucking nosses in, turbos on. I'm fucking going for it. You know, I'm, I'm literally going to fuck you all over. And that's what I get. That's where I get to. I go, fuck all of yous. I don't need you. I can fucking get through life without you. I've done so. F I've done all right so far. No, you haven't, James. What makes you think you've done all right so far? You've had three suicide attempts, mate. I wouldn't say you've got it handy. <laughs> I wouldn't say you've got your fucking hand on this, mate. I think you need a little bit more help. And that's the fucking angel side of me that's kicking off. That's fucking Barry White on the fucking side here, singing in me here. You ain't got this, buddy. Stop pushing these people away. You're being negative, my fucking big Frank. And that's what I do. So I step back and actively engaged in myself. And I went on a reflection. Can I undo some of this stuff? I, it probably will. It will probably... Uh, it, uh, there'll be a point where I'll apologise um, because I'm, I'm getting good at apologising for my fucking... My mental health, um, I shouldn't have to, but I, I, I do. Um, you know, it is a fucking constant battle. Like I said to my, you know, I, I spoke to my mum, uh, you know, last week. She was like, you know, how are you and all this? And I was like, yeah, I'm all right. I said, I've not been great, my mental health. You know, I said, I've, I've, I've struggled a little bit. You know, I'm telling people that, you know, they're fucking shit at their job. Uh, and and you know, my mum was like, oh dear. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And she's like, you know, oh, it's, it, it gets like that sometimes. I was like, no, I don't, I don't think you realise, you know, just how bad this can get. Um, and, and and I was like, but I'm trying to write things down. And she goes, um, oh, that's a really good fucking way of doing it. You know, write things down, get things off your head. So I showed her what I'd written down, um, four pages, just in the space of the two hours before texting her. And um, hold on. That's gone a bit fucking... It's gone a bit stratospheric on the fucking jeans in the background. There. I was talking over that. And um, yeah, she so she said, um, I sent her the photo of it. And she the, the fucking four pages, six pages, I think it was actually, double-sided. And she went... James, none of that makes sense. And it was literally like, it was like an email I needed to write. It was things I needed to do. It was a response to my uh, PowerPoint presentation. It was things I needed to remember to pay. It was just a fucking absolute fucking download of my brain. I was like, mum, I need to just chill out. I've got tomorrow off. I'm just fucking needed to get everything off my head. And she was like, wow, but that looks a mess. I was like, that's in my head, mate. And you don't realise just how the when you're when you're in that situation when you're in a bit where you you know you've tried to fucking hide this you've done everything you can to cover it up you know you the, the cracks start showing and then you start degrading and you start then pushing people away you get angry you get argumentative the world's a negative place people are a negative place and you just go fucking spiraling out of control and you, it doesn't matter what you've got to do. You've got to try and kick in those learned habits, those coping mechanisms. If you don't kick them in, you're never going to win. You're never going to win. And instantly, so I took some time. So I've taken some time off. 
I literally didn't even ask my boss in a sense. I did ask him, obviously, but I just went, I'm taking a week and a half off. If you've got any actions before next fucking Wednesday, please send them to me. But otherwise, I'm having a low-key three days while I wrap up everything, and I'm taking a week and a half off. I'm going to go fishing. I've My mum and dad have lent me their fucking car, uh, their second car, um, to, to go cruising around in so I can go off and do things. I'm going to go and play a bit of golf. I'm just going to absolutely do me. I'm just going to do me for a week and a half i'm gonna fucking completely shut down i'm gonna go to the beach i'm gonna do early morning swims i'm gonna take the fucking dog with me i'm just gonna have a real real mental reset completely and utterly reset myself and whilst i'm there because one of the things i struggle with i think in in it's probably my deepest struggle, I would say, to, to date. My deepest struggle is I don't know what my purpose is. I still don't know what I need to do. So I know, for instance, that um, to give you an example, it's probably easier to give you an example to try and tie a story into it and to give you something that's relatable. But So I love, DIY, I love DIY. So every time I know that someone's coming around to my house, and this is something I've learned about myself over the last year, every time someone comes around my house and I invite them around, the week to the weekend before I start doing things around the house so this this Friday morning I woke up early in the morning with vigor gusto spirit because I knew my mate was coming around I was like right we're gonna have an outside it's gonna be a lovely day I'm gonna build a tea box to so I built a little tea box as in like um for golf so teeing off so I built a little two inch by two inch sorry two inch high um, by uh, one and a half meters by two meters platform, astroturfed it, and then I'm playing chipping. And I, we're only talking fucking like ten feet. It's not massive, but one of those chipping games that you can chip. You've probably seen them on uh, on the internet, where you chip and hit the little plastic ball, and it's covered in um, Velcro that sticks to a mat. But it's great. We were playing closest to shot, five rounds. The last, the person who loses does a shot, and it was fucking brilliant. But I built the tee box. And I built a rustic table that, that that morning out of offcuts. Just went and got a load of offcuts and a couple of nice planks from the planks of wood from the fucking wood um, the, uh, from fucking Wixies, and then job done. But I only did that because I knew who was coming round. But I felt in a great place. As soon as I didn't have that purpose, as soon as I didn't have that, Saturday spiraled. Sunday today spiraled, and I just went fucking out. And that's my biggest struggle: is I don't know what my purpose is. And that's when I try my hardest to expose myself. I try my hardest to go, hopefully someone will recognize something here and they'll push me in the right direction and I'll enjoy it and away we go. I've lost complete enthusiasm for my, my artwork. It's absolutely completely gone. My mum said to me today, so son, I've got, we've got 14 of your art pieces and they're absolutely stunning. I don't know whether she said that because my mum probably did, probably said, you know, the same thing as when I was singing in the shower. Son, you should be on fucking Pop Idol. Of course I fucking should, mum. Of course I fucking should. Face it, i got a fucking voice of an angel. Anyway, so I don't know whether to trust her in that sense. I don't know whether she means it or not. Anyway, she says, I've got, I've got 14, mate. They're all collecting dust upstairs. You know, what do you want to do about them? I was like, I'll be honest. I, I proper lost all enthusiasm for them. She And even to the point she was like, well, why don't you sell them for like the cost of what it costs you? just to recoup that you know fucking four or five hundred pounds you invested i was like yeah you know should do really but i've got no enthusiasm so i'm fucking struggling so and that's the battles and that's the problem with mental fucking health it just fucking keeps sideswiping you smacking you in the side of the fucking face luckily i've been bailed out a lot i mean i my, my colleague um absolutely fucking fantastic she is she literally 
pulled me from the depths. She was like, what is this email you're sending, mate? This isn't fucking you. And again, I think that is kudos because she lives with her husband who's pretty much identical to me in the same problems we have with PTSD and um, different areas. But of course, they manifest in similar ways and the similar ways that we are. So she can spot the signs and symptoms very, very easily. And a lot of the time she says to me, you need to take a fucking break, James. And I'm like, you're right, I do. I do need to take a break. Last time I had a break was March. and We're now in fucking middle of July. Yes, I think I need a break. Um, but it's so easy. And this is the beauty of men, I think, is we don't show the signs. We don't crack very often. If we do crack, we crack in our own. We crack behind closed doors. We we hide everything. We mask it with a fucking facade. A big charade, if you like. You know, we, we batter, like, stuff on. Like, let's batter someone. I'm having a great time on social media. Yeah, job's really going amazingly on fucking LinkedIn. You know, TikTok. I'm doing great stuff. Look at the fun stuff I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? We smash this Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat, but... You know, there's people that use it, obviously. Um, But you smash all these Instagram, you smash all these positives on. But are you truly positive? We don't know. We never know what's going on behind closed doors. I I think I'm I'm pretty openly emotional um, uh, in compared to most men. I I absolutely wear my fucking heart on the sleeve. Um, And I just want the best for everybody. I just want everybody to be happy. The downside is you do get taken advantage of a lot. And I think that that's my negativity is, is when I'm in an angry place, I realise you get taken advantage of a lot by people that you thought you could trust and value. Um, so it becomes, a, it becomes a ball of negativity. And that's ultimately what's happened to me. You know, and, and I think it's so easy to hide it and go to everybody in the morning. Yeah, I'm good. I have an amazing day. Sound fucking great. As soon as you put the phone down, you're fucking almost ripping your fucking face off with with just anger or you're crying your eyes out internally. Um, you're feeling like, you know, you go to a snooker hall to play snooker where you normally play every week and you're sat there going, I fucking just can't do this, mate. This is just horrendous. I mean, I'm looking at this place and it's feeling awful. It feels horrible. I'm drinking a pint that tastes like fucking it tastes nasty it tastes horrible it hasn't got the same fruit flavor that it normally does on a wednesday i'm saying sorry i'm undermining myself i'm 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 undoing all my hard work i'm i'm belittling myself this is what i'm doing internally i'm systematically breaking myself down and then outside i'm going hi see you later guys yeah i'll see you next week hey have a fucking good one buddy and then you're walking in the car going fuck this shit and that's the reality of mental health we, we hide it so well, like like addiction. We hide it so fucking well. And that's the scary thing is you just don't know. You just you never really know. And, and even now, I, I think that maybe with people that were close to me would know when I'm not right when I start messaging or talking to them in certain ways. I think it's pretty open and obvious because they know I'm not a horrible person. Um, if you're close to me, you'll know I'm not. But I think that's the true reflection is if I start becoming like that, then there's something not right. Um, and that's that's probably the easiest sign for people around me. Um, but again, you've got to be in my close network for me to be able to divulge that information by articulating myself the right way. Otherwise, again, I can just fucking hide it and go, yeah, whatever. I don't really fucking care, mate. Good to see you. Yeah, nice. So do you know what I mean? It, it's so easy to hide it that men can go in day in, day out to fucking hide it. We can crack on. We don't show that flicker. 
we, what we do is we go, fuck it, I'm going to get drunk, or fuck it, I'm going to go and do this, I'm going to go and do that, I'm going to do stupid things, I'm going to go and fucking drink and drive, or I'm going to go and do some drugs, whatever it may be. You do these things, and you're constantly battling, and it gets to the point where you're like sat there, like I did in that place, and that place that was the snooker hall that was supposed to be, and the reason I'm so prominent about that is that's supposed to be a good place for me to break my week up. I went, this is fucking awful. This is just surrounded in fucking sorrow and and sadness it's just and i just hated it i just fucking hated it and then that, that knock-on effect then because you know that there's something you enjoy isn't there and you move forward and you're like fucking hell this is fucking dangerous shit this is and it's so easy to be transported back to a place of negativity that i don't want to so today the beauty of today was i was in a horrible place i went on a, a reflection walk after i'd articulated myself poorly to some people i know and I went for a fucking walk and I went, you got to fucking just go through some motions here. What's going on? What's doing this? And I straight away, I was like, right, you need to do podcast, Jimbo, because you know that makes you feel good. That gives you a, a, a platform to vent and express frustration and explain to people that we're, you know, it's, it's a way of helping. So I loved that. I was like, straight away, okay, I'm going to do that. So, and then straight away, I was like, right, I need to plan what I'm doing. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to fucking do some, um, some early morning sea swims. Uh, I'm going to try and get my mental health just progress and i'm going to switch everything off i'm going to shut down everything that i should be doing for the week and i'm just going to concentrate on myself and having some me time some time to chill you know do some things that i find fun and that's what i'm going to do and that to me is that that's what i need and that li literally throws me back into why we need that time to reset but i'm not talking about resetting with people or reset i'm talking about taking time for you to reset understand when you're sad why are you sad what's making you sad can you do anything about that these are all questions that i ask myself and if you're sad but the only way you can get down to the cusp and the and the real detail of uh, of your mental health and what's making you sad is you've got to hit that motherfucker head on and that's what you've got to do and sometimes you see wednesday is a prime example I, sh I didn't hit it head on and it's turned something I enjoy into a negative in my brain. That's what it's done. I remember going there, smacking those fucking balls on the back of the pocket. I didn't give a fuck. I wouldn't go fucking this shit. I didn't give a shit if they were going in. I just want to fucking hit them. I just want to hit them hard. And I wanted to hear that fucking kadoosh off the back of the pocket as it fucking struck in. I was like, that's what I fucking want. And that's not what it should be. That's, that's not how you play. But that's what I wanted. So I was like, give yourself some fucking time, mate. That's what you need. I was getting stressed. I've got a twitch in my eye that I've never had before. And I was like, these are all stress. These are all stress. Your body's calling you, mate. Your body's telling you. Fucking switch off for a bit. But I can't do that. I can't twat that fucker head on until I switch off my laptop. I tell everybody I'm going away. I tell everybody I'm on leave. Don't fucking talk to me. unless. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but just give me a bit of space. I switch my phone off for a couple of fucking three days. That's what I need to do. I need to switch all that off and just concentrate on some stuff, some well-being stuff for me. Going for the walks and reflecting and actually putting some headphones on, pulling myself into that fucking mindfulness zone and going, what's going down, Jimbo? What's going down? What don't you like? How's your job? Okay, could be better. 
and just working systematically through my things and then ticking the positives and then the negatives trying to work out in my mind a structure to try and eliminate that 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 negativity how can i eliminate that what's making me sad can i deal with that fucking head on and i heard a quote actually you know in fact i'll share that i'll share that at the end but there's a lot of negativity and i kind of go and that's what i've got to do i've got to smash that fucking head on i've got to go right what are you doing What's making you sad? What's upsetting me? Is it outside influences? Can I push those outside influences away? Can I change my job? Can I change my friends? Are my, are my friends affecting me? Can I can I express to them? Guys, I think you're fucking, you know, I'm, I'm a being a bit unrealistic for expecting this. Have I done something to offend you? You know, it's kind of like, they're very, very important things. And I think that that's what I've got to understand. Because at the moment, I'm pushing people away. I'm like, fucking, I don't want... I, people are... People, the weird thing is, more people are contacting me than ever. In this, in, and I mean that in a positive sense. I actually got a conversation with a very, very, very um, old school... But it was a, it was a, the pinnacle of my friendship when I was younger. Um, a guy called Steph. And, you know, he's absolutely got in contact with me again. And he just messaged me. I'm back on Facebook. I've looked for you. And, you know, we need to go out. And he, he was my, like, my... my you know my fucking best mate at school if you like and we hung around for like fucking three years straight it was it was good friendship and then we just obviously like anything you grow up you move aside different colleges joined up whatever you did and we just never saw each other again but we touched base again and it was really nice so i've had people like that come back into my life and that's a lot of positivity but i'm just sat here now with my negative my negative nancy head on going fuck you fuck you fuck you i'm not going to talk to you so i need to get down to the cusp i need to break into the detail i need to get down to the iron ore I need to start finding out what's fucking going wrong with me. And that's where I'm at. I'm like going, what's, what, what is your problem? You know, can we fix this? Can Jim will fix it? And that's taking it right back to a fucking bad stage in the 80s from fucking BBC TV, you pedo. Don't know why I went there. Sorry, but I had to caveat the fucking fact that I should never take a reference to Jimmy Savile. <laughs> fucking hell, James. Um, anyway, that's the 80s for you. Um, but you know, he sort of so it, that that and that's what I need to do. I need to hit that head on, and that's what I'm going to do. Go fishing, go for some walks. I'm going to go for some swims in the sea. Take the pooch out and give him some fresh sea air. And I'm going to just give myself the me time I need to understand where I'm going. Is the journey I'm on at the moment? Does it need a little tweak? Do I need to? Do I need to find a new job? Is this job? I've done this job now for almost two years. Is it kind of boring me now? I need to fucking move aside a little bit. And there's a lot of this going on in my head. And I'm like, yeah, I, I think that could be a factor. But at the same time, I also need to express myself with the people around me that if they affect me, I need to go, mate, that's, yeah, I feel a bit a bit out off put by that or that's a bit of a ne negative situation. And I should be able to express myself without repercussions to a degree, as long as it's not nasty. Um, but anyway, that's 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 mental health. It's it's a fucking it's a magical thing. I'm gonna but I'm gonna tell you this quote. So I heard this thing about um, if you've got a problem with me, send me a text or text me, and we can sort it out. If you've got a problem with me, you don't have my number. You don't know me well enough to have a problem with me. And that's a really good saying, isn't it? Um, I heard it on uh, social media from some famous guy. I can't remember his name. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm almost 42, so I don't really give a fuck about fame and fortune to that degree. Um, I just, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. But it was, a very, it was a very, very true statement. You know, it's kind of breaking in. But yeah, time to reset. And I think that that is, for me, a, a massive, massive, important step into any men's mental health or anyone's mental health for that, for that matter. Is taking time out to reset. 
because mental health adjusts all the time. It's, it is a fluid, you know, there is a there is an element of fluidity to it. There's also an element of um, when you take ownership is understanding you need to understand your own mental health. And I do. I understand it. And, you know, I said I, I text my missus last week and I said, I'm really sorry. My, you know, my mental health's not been fucking great. And, you know, I've, I've you know, I, I know for a fact it isn't because I'm, I'm missing things. I'm, I'm fucking completely forgot um, to prep for my daughter's birthday. Luckily, my, my wife's amazing. She had it in the bag. And um, I just bought some things at the end, but it was it didn't feel like it should have done. I didn't feel like I did. I did my bit. Um, and then but she texted me and said, James, you know, your mental health will always be a worry for me um, because I know how dark you can get, she said. But. I just try to make it as easy as possible for you. And that is an amazing person in general. That isn't just a wife. That's just an amazing person. Um, because she acknowledges that I do struggle with a lot of things. And it, it does. I have good days. I have bad days. You know, I have good weeks. I have bad weeks. You know, it, it's the way it goes. Um, and that's the reality of it is. It is a constant battle. And I, you know, I've got fucking notebooks all over the fucking place with bits written down, scribbles here and there. If you look back at my, and I'm keeping all my stuff, but if you look back at my notebooks in fucking 20 years time, I'm like to think, to, if I showed that to a psychiatrist, they'd be like, mate, you're fucking crazy. Um... I think they probably know that anyway um but yeah anyway i'm gonna wrap it up there um i think it's been amazing to talk to you um I'm, i hope you're all doing really well i really do i hope you're all amazing i hope you are building a better future of yourselves and looking after yourselves and not doing what i'm doing um because it's so important the reason i'm telling you this the reason i open up so much um and i've got some listeners from again hi Ghana, hi Canada, um hi America, hi the UK listeners, hi everybody. Um, again i've got a lot of friends following this you know i've got my good loads of good mates and i know i mention them all the time i try to mention all my friends as much as possible um but they're all invaluable to me but ultimately the reason i do this this is my the reason i sit in front and just spout a load of bullshit off um is because i want to make mental health better um i think it's so easy to just forget and i think that there's still loads of people that think it's it's you know a myth i think there's still a lot of people that think you just need to fucking man up um and i try to man up every fucking day trust me and there's days where i don't want to get out of bed there's days where positives in my previous time have been have turned into negatives as you've rightly heard in the story there there's loads of things that can be done we can't we can't mitigate that and that's a good safety word because i love safety i can't we can't mitigate that you know as as much as we'd like we really really can't because it is a constant fucking battle um it's horrible it, it, I, I don't know how to describe it there's days where i'm just sat there staring at my fucking screen or staring at the fucking ceiling and you're just trying to get motivation i stare at you know people are saying to me james what are you doing with this artwork i don't fucking care stick it in the bin it's been done for me that's how brutal i get with things and it's it's just i don't know it's difficult it's very difficult, but I, and, and I want people to acknowledge that it, that it is difficult, and I want people to understand that the reason I'm talking about this is to show you that we I acknowledge it's difficult, and you should acknowledge it is difficult, but at the same time, you know, um, things like, I heard this quote, in fact, I'm going to read this out for you, and it, it might resonate with you just before I um, close play. It says, um, and this was said by another famous person, remember suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem now there's two um really important messages in there isn't there um, the first one is permanent it's the big word if you were going to look for an exam question um there's two there's two key words in that sentence 
the keywords are permanent and the keywords are solution um, and they are you know it, sorry temporary i was trying to think if i was kind of i was trying to say it in my head again then though so permanent and temporary so they're the two words they uh, they're, they're the two words that you need to look for, look after for, and basically they're the wrong way around do you know what i mean um you you can't if you commit suicide you ultimately you you're permanently not here anymore and that's not right you're a, you're a one in a million person you are you deserve a good life, whatever capacity that may be. You deserve to walk around with a smile on your face. You deserve to um, do whatever it takes to have a smile on your face. And if that does mean cutting down some wages or that does mean giving up something that you don't want to give up, alcohol to get, or whatever, drugs, whatever it may be, to give yourself a better chance at saving money to have a better life. Um, and ultimately, not even about money, but saving your health to be able to go through life with a smile on your face is 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 the the most important thing um because at the end of the day um the temporary part is the fact that mental health is never going away everybody feels mental health problems every fucking person will feel mental health at some point in their life i don't fucking care whatever you say um you will feel some sort of stress you will feel some whether the severity factor is the key part here um and the permanency is the key part there you know permanent ptsd is something that's just not going to go away my brain has decided it doesn't want to process anything so it just wants to be an angry ball of fucking of mental craziness the adhd isn't going away it's a structure of my brain it's the way that my thought process is i can take chemicals that can subside that do i want to no because ultimately i do like the drive that adhd gives me but i don't like the crippling um after effects or i don't like the crippling um depletion of serotonin that also comes with ptsd where it fucking hides the the, the serotonin and the happiness and everything's negative so it's a double-edged sword you've got people with autism you've got people with um adhd aspergers there's all sorts of plethora of of, of mental health illnesses and we're all trying to work together to to show positivity um and ultimately if i can be part of the journey to highlight that these are issues that we need to look out for these are issues that we need to support um and we these are issues that we need to be um together with and collaborate and being cohesion great words there if i can highlight that and be part of that journey that's a really important perfect for me really important um stat for me really re that's the reason i do this is because i am just the average joe blogs um i'm nothing special in any shape or form i just try i just try my best that's all i can do in life and if i try my best and everyone goes oh you're talented and i say i don't mean that in a big-headed way but people say you can do this and this i do this and this because i learn i want to learn i learn and i want people to feel happy and i want to create things to make people happy but ultimately i do suffer myself and that's never going to go away all i ask are the close people around me that i allow in through my security and my and my vetting process if you like and i don't mean that in a negative way i just mean as in trust you know gaining that trust if i let you in and then help me and i'll help you and i think that's the important message in all of this is we don't always get it right it is temporary there will be a part in your life where this will feel like nothing but ultimately you'll you'll get there faster if you're doing it with the right pink the right people and doing the right things that's the important part. 
Anyway, have an amazing week. I look forward to talking to you. I'm going to talk to you again a little bit over the uh, week I'm off. Hopefully give you some little updates, maybe some little lives and stuff just to see how I'm getting on, just a little bit of positivity. Um, so I look forward to that as well. So take care of yourself and I will speak to you all soon. Have an amazing week. Love you. Bye.